Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode nine of In the Movies. Today is my birthday episode, and we will be briefly discussing ten of my favorite movies. So ten? That's on there's ten on the list, I say. Oh, I guess I see I only watched like three of them, so I guess I'd see well, more of them already. That's okay. I mean I've they're seen, my favorite. I've seen like five or six of them. Tish made a valiant effort to try and get through all of them, but to be fair, I didn't send her the list until two days ago. <laughs> so I watched I'll, the ones I thought I would like. Partially my responsibility <laughs> on that one. Um, we're just kind of, I'm just going to go through them. Should we say that we have been drinking? Oh, yeah. Because it's a um, special birthday episode? Yeah, it's a special birthday episode, and we celebrate like normal human beings with alcohol. Not that you're not normal if you don't drink, actually. That's totally an unfair accusation. Yeah. We just decided on this occasion we would be drinking. Because we don't get together much and just drink and hang it out. It's without... not something that we do very We just often. get together and podcast. <laughs> no. This is actually our social life is podcasting. Because it's yeah. hard, you know? We're fucking, like, we have jobs and, like, The f- rare time we can get together, we have to podcast. I have a dog to take care of. Spoiler alert, the reason we got drunk is because we drank while watching Disney's Descendants. Check that out next episode. That's going to be the next episode, a little drunk Disney. Yeah, a new, a new little segment we're going to start doing yeah, from time to time. Yeah, a new little type of episode we're going to do. But today, it's all about Juliana. Cause... It's all about me. First off, I love my birthday. I am not like a birthday bummer person. Um, I understand that you get older, but you're you're... Other option is death. Um, so I say, like, why don't you just embrace it? And it's a day, and it's, like, all about me, and I don't have to feel bad about it. Yay. That's why I love birthdays. I know. And I always try to make a big deal about my friends' birthdays, too. I know. Well, it's hard. It feels special. It's hard when we can't get in touch with each other, literally. <laughs> I literally missed Juliana's birthday because she wasn't getting my texts. No, but we have fixed that problem. I, it's okay. I resent them. Well, <laughs> I got a new phone, and now I'm getting texts from you again. Yes. Um, it is, like, two weeks after your birthday, we should say. Yeah, it is. It it's took a us little, a while to my, get together. My birthday's the end of August, and we're well into September at this point, but that is okay. I accept belated birthday <laughs> wishes as well. Uh, so we kind of, we were, we've done a couple, a couple, we've done one, one. special episode, which was the movie's news, mm-hmm. and Tish and I had long talked about, like, doing birthday episodes and that sort of thing, so yeah. we finally found some time to do it. Yay. And, yeah, so I made a list of my favorite movies, and I guess we should just, like, dive right in. Yeah. First on the list is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Which I think you got partway through and, and bailed on, which I don't blame. It's slow. Yes. Okay, of the list that you sent me to watch, some of them I'd already seen. Yeah. I, some of them, I was like, I'm not going to like them. I won't bother. That's and then fair. some of them I downloaded and watched. Mm-hmm. First one I watched was 2001 A Space Odyssey. I got, ex- like, almost exactly halfway through. Which part is halfway I don't know, one of the very long shots of a spaceship going across the screen. It's beautiful! It's just classical music. Okay, they had, had gotten to the point where they'd gone on the moon and seen the thing on the moon. The monolith, yeah. 
and they were in the small spaceship where he was jogging. But didn't you like how? the gravity? Weren't you happy with yes, the gravity? I was happy with the science of the centrifugal okay. force. Gra- I was. That was cool. Um, it was at some point when Hal was talking to him about something. Okay. Well, yeah. Hal talks a lot. The point was, I was very bored. Don't it was very it. long. It's lo- it's a long shots movie. and things with like big classical music piece with like shots of space to which I said it's like Fantasia but spacey <laughs> okay um, I classical love music it with images I love it for the direction Stanley Kubrick is probably my favorite director he's known for long long ass shots especially long establishing shots he does a lot the of... The first, like, 20 minutes with the apes and, like, pictures of the desert. It has the most famous, like, jump cut in history, though. Okay. The bone to the spaceship. I knew about that, because it's yeah. referenced in other things. That's because it's... I wasn't... It's really... And I was not impressed with it. Well, it's it also, was like, like 30 thing, years... And then there was a jump cut, and then... It wasn't, like... I thought it was gonna, like, spin and, like, meld into the spaceship like but it was straight up like jump cut it didn't match yeah. that much i know but it also is a long time after the cut was originally done yeah okay i'll just let you talk about it because you like it i do i love this movie <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't i understand like why they don't it's long and it's slow it is but yes. i love every second of it i think it's beautifully shot and on it top of great. that, the creation that Stanley Kubrick had for this film, the amount of, like, science and technology that he developed himself mm-hmm. in terms of, like, he actually created something that spun because that's the only way they could get a shot of him, like, running. And so much of the technology that was used in this is what created um, the possibilities for Star Wars when they did the Star Wars mm-hmm. series pretty soon afterwards, including you can get as far as him going to Jupiter, which happens at the end of the movie. They were on their way to Jupiter. Yeah, and it goes all, like, LSD liney. Maybe I should have, like, kind of Liney and colory and stuff. Skipped through the rest. And it's, like, that technology is what was used in Star Wars to make the stars, like, come at you and stuff like that. So, actually, like, there's a lot of um, history of cinema and stuff involved. I'm I'm just a big nerd, and it's science-y. And who doesn't? And hell, and it's, like, taking over the robots and, like, the jump cut, because it's, like, apes to, like, the... And, yeah, Daisy, Daisy, and he sings, and he gets all sad, and as he dies, it gets slower, and he starts garbling like this. The robot? Yeah. Oh, okay. The robot dies. Okay. How do robots die? Uh, he unplugs it. <laughs> it goes into, like, the main system and starts pulling out cords, and the robot's, like, howls, like, singing to him. That's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. It's my favorite scene. But yeah, and the science in it is just really good. I did appreciate the kind of realistic. I knew forest. you would. I was like, the stewardess. At least it has gravity in there for Tish. The stewardesses with the grippy shoes. That was silly. <laughs> in the low. But I appreciate the effort to kind of explain and guess at how space travel would work. Yeah. I can appreciate that. My favorite thing, it's like, what was it, 1968 this was made. So I kind of love seeing, like, old movies and stuff guessing at what the future would be. Right? Because they take stuff, like, he makes, like, um, a video call. Yes. Which is like, ooh, future technology. Like, we can't even imagine, like, having the power and data, like, across space, video. 
But the, like, system of that he sits in this booth and, like, does the video, like, the video is, like, 1960s quality and, like, he's, like, pushing buttons and, like, the design is so, like, 60s and bit. I know. I can't imagine, like, touchscreen technology. No, I know. They can imagine the video call but not the fact that you can just push a button Yeah, it's like they can imagine the science advancing because they have a concept of that but they just know they aren't capable of it yet. But, like, stuff like design. The, like, hardware is still the yeah, same. Yeah, the design is still, like, so, like, 60s. I know. Which is The same of, with, like, Barbarella fun. and stuff, though, too. Yeah. I love Barbarella. And, yeah, like, all the, like, weird, like, chairs and just the style is, like... It's fun to see, like, older, mm. like, past, uh, like, guesses at future, you know? Yeah. It's For cool. sure. It's very, like, 60s, too. When he's, like sitting there at the, like having coffee or whatever mm-hmm. stewardess you can't get pretty much any more 60s yeah. than that anyway that's one of my favorite movies particularly because it's favorite director and actually i would argue that clockwork orange is probably my absolute favorite but i know how much you don't like the movie so i didn't put it on the list i did like I vaguely remember seeing maybe like half of it with some friends when i was younger and yeah. I don't know if it was just me or, like, we all kind of got disturbed at one of the rape scenes and turned oh, it off. probably, but that's... <laughs> Maybe we're just... I was gonna be like, that's why I like it, but that's not quite what I mean. I just mean, like, in terms of what it's saying about violence. <laughs> yeah, I think we were just too young and weren't in, It's like, more of a message movie than a just sit down and watch movie. Yeah, I don't think we were ready to get it. That's fair. Uh, next on my list is Danny Boyle's Train Spotting. Ooh, drugs and AIDS. That's another one I think I had attempted to watch a long time ago. Okay, I love this movie. It's probably... I put it on... I do like Danny Boyle as a director. Me too. Um, but I also, it's pretty much like one of my favorite dramas, but like there's humor in it, and he's doing it in Train Spotting too. He's in Oh, yeah, I heard about that. So like, that's... I don't, I don't really know how I feel about that. Train Spotting's kind of like perfect in its own little... Mm-hmm. Little... Thing. I feel like, and it has like a really like emaciated Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Charming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, it's a heavy movie. It's all about like really like uh, addictive drug use and like that sort of thing mm-hmm. of heroin. So it's not like it's like, like light and there's all the typical things that you would expect happen from that, like death and disease and, mm-hmm. but, um, you really get to know, like, the characters, like, these people who are, like, doing the drugs, like, as people, and I guess I appreciate that aspect of it, and, like, I, like most families, have alcohol and substance abuse in my family's history, but, like, I knew that person as a person, not just as, like, a drug addict, mm-hmm. so I don't know, I like that aspect of it, because, like, you're kind of on their side, but they're the guys, like, sitting in the street shooting up heroin. Yeah, I, I think I saw it, but I really have no memory of it. He also, Danny Boy, like, he takes a lot, like, um, Requiem for a Dream, was that him? That was Darren Aronofsky. Oh, that was Darren Aronofsky. Oh, God. That's, the, that's the movie that I also think about in terms of, um, that I equate the same way about drug use and stuff. Are those two, I like, did see that one. Are those two <laughs> films. But they're, like, again, like, I own these movies and stuff, but I'm, like, thinking, I'm, like, it's not really, like, a movie I, like, pop in and sit down and watch. Train spotting yeah. more so than Requiem for a Dream, which is, like, fucking 
Because at least Train Spotting, I find, has like some humor aspects mm-hmm. to it. It's not all like. And the shots are. They have some like crazy shots that really kind of, I guess, try and make you like feel it in a weird way. Like it sinks into the floor. And... It's cool, Train Spotting. <laughs> watch it, you guys. They're all, they're all Scottish. Scotland. Yeah. I have a weird thing for Scotland. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Cute boys. Um. <laughs> uh, the next movie on my list is another old movie, Rebel Without a Cause, featuring one of my favorite actors, James Dean, who is sadly died after three films, and they say we lost two great actors that day, James Dean and Marlon Brando, because Marlon Brando and James Dean competed for a lot of the same roles while James Dean was alive, and they say that as great as Marlon Brando was, James Dean being alive and competing with him for the same things and being great like him would have pushed him to be an even better actor. Wow. Yeah, just so you know. Okay. But Without a Cause was um, his first film. And uh, part of the reason that it's such a big deal, I guess looking back at it now, sometimes when you watch movies, it feels like a little bit like overacting and that sort of stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's a different style then. Yeah. But um, what James Dean brought to cinema in how he portrayed the roles was like this real like teen angst pretty much didn't exist before then and that's what he brought because before then it was like leave it to beaver and (laughs) and families in america were portrayed like oh gee pop maybe we should go out and get some ice cream together that'll solve all our problems we can sit and talk about it Uh uh-huh yeah i really like martha at school she's a lovely lass yeah like that's what it was and then he Pleasant brought though. this very much. And he brought this like rawness and this realness and this feeling of misunderstood teenager that no one had seen before on film, even though I'm sure it was felt just as much in the fifties as a, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that was something like new and like, you know, revolutionary in a way at the time. And this was, like, the first... And it's also, like, the most fucking doomed movie of all time. Because the three leads were Natalie Wood, James Dean, and Sal Mineo, all who died tragically and young. So, like, it's, like, really... Sal Mineo was beaten to death for being a homosexual. James Dean died in a car accident. And Natalie Wood, of course, drowned. In the mystery that no one knows exactly what happened on the boat that night. Yeah. Christopher Walken was on the boat that night. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking did it. Um, so, I don't know. I know not everyone's like an old movie person. I don't understand that. <laughs> but um, it's one that I particularly... I like all three of his films. But this He only one... did three films and he's like that famous that way everyone knows his name. Yep. Wow. I guess we didn't have a lot back then. Well, I think it was the point, too. Like, he was that big, and he was taken, right? And when... So it's not like he didn't have a chance to, like, flame out and start sucking. Yeah. And it would have been, like, a big deal for someone to die that young. Yeah. that famous. And he was, like, the bad boy. Mm-hmm. Apparently there was, like, a girl he was in love with, and she ended up marrying someone else. He sat outside the church on his motorcycle... I'm like... Just like a movie. <laughs> I know! It's a whole fucking life. And he was like, he had messed up issues. So, like, I feel like when he's playing these characters that are so, like, broken down inside, especially in, like, parent-child relationships, like, it's coming from a pretty real place. Like, he lost his mother young. 
then he, he ended up not, his father moved away, and he, like, grew up with, like, his aunt and uncle or his grandparents or something like that. Like, it, it, there's a lot of, I don't know, issues, I think. It's very sensitive. That I have seen. Yeah. But, like, once, so I barely remember. Yeah. But I did see. It's back during my days when I was like, I'm going to watch all the classics. Yeah, we all had that phase, right? I gave up on that when I realized I didn't like most of them. Yeah. You should watch what interests you, not what people think are good. I think we've discussed that several times on the podcast. That good and bad is relative. Well, and we discussed the fact that you and I have different taste in movies. Yeah. We have a lot of overlapping, and we can also sometimes, even if we don't like it, appreciate, like, okay, well, you know, I can understand. Yeah. I'm not going to sit and watch it. Like, all these movies you listed, there's, like, a few that I also like almost as much as you do. And, like, I'm sure the movies I list, you'll like a few of them. And then some of them you'll be like, Tish, you're stupid. <laughs> but <laughs> despite that, like you that. liking, like, we both have, like, our different types. And then, yeah. But we also have a lot of overlap. And we come together in a beautiful meld of cinema. Oh. <laughs> Uh, next on the list is my favorite actress in a movie, and it is the movie Wait Until Dark, featuring none other than the most wonderful, awesome woman to have ever existed on Earth, Audrey Hepburn! I also love Audrey Hepburn. Yay! I've seen many, many of her movies, but I hadn't seen this one before. Mm-hmm. But I watched it, and I loved it. She plays a blind woman, which is part... This movie is one of my favorites for a couple reasons. I love everything Audrey Hepburn's in. I watch Roman Holiday and Breakfast at Tiffany's a lot because I love them and they're fun. This is a little less, like, bubblegum, I find, than, like, those. It's not fun. It's not a fun movie. Part interest. Part of why I love it is I think her acting stands out in this film, playing a blind woman. Like, I feel like it's more of a challenge for her than being like, oh, I'm a pretty princess enjoying <laughs> this, like, vacation from princessing. Yes. <laughs> Don't I look wonderful? Um, and I happen to know, like, Audrey was not a fan of her own performance in Breakfast at Tiffany's because mm-hmm. she's a crazy person. And she didn't ever feel like she was right for the role. Yeah. Um... But in this, I don't know. I feel like the acting comes to the forefront, but also um, my mom and my godmother saw this movie um, when they were up where our cottage is in Halliburton in, like, the old school movie theater there, the Mulu, and, um, like, it was bought for me by my godmother. And so, so, like, I think it's also, like, sentimental with the film on top of it because, like... They were like, oh, she loves Audrey Hepburn, and we love this movie. And they saw it, like, three times, and there's a part where Alan Alda playing the bad guy, like, jumps out, and they, like, screamed in the movie theater. (laughs) So I think, like, the sentimental on top of the fact that it's Audrey Hepburn being amazing. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I love, I love Audrey. I wish, if I could be anybody, I would be her. She has kids. I don't care. She also had a deer come and live with her for well, a while. Yeah, she's magical. <laughs> she's so magical. She's just magical. Forest then, animals just follow her around. Forest animals <laughs> follow her around like she's fucking Snow White. She's literally she's just, a fucking Disney princess. Yeah. And then she's just like an amazing actress and then like works for like UNICEF and stuff. And I know. Well, and they, I know like there's a little thing that goes around that's like, Oh, she did this and this and this and this. Like, she, like, escaped from the Nazis and, like, does UNICEF and all of this stuff. And they're like, but everyone remembers her for being pretty. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that I learned more about her because she's 
Yeah. Like, an amazing person. I read a, like, biography about it. Like, that's, like, insane. Her life, like, her childhood growing up and, like, escaping from the Nazis and, like, she was trying to be a dancer and, like, what she had to do to try and get dance lessons and stuff in in Nazi-occupied Europe was, like, insane. She just never gave up and she was going to get out of there. And she did and she came to America and was awesome. And pretty. I mean, she is pretty. Yeah, she's pretty and she's an actress, but she's also... I don't know, I mean, I've read, like, just quotes and stuff of hers about, like, being an introvert and stuff, and I was like, oh, Audrey, I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) I know, yeah. I I don't know. I think she's, like, a good role model. (laughs) If you want to be like anybody, be like Audrey. You know, she... And she also, like, had some fun, too. Mm. And her fashion sense and the relationship she had with clothes was really interesting. And that was, like, something... I mean, I know it's one of the more frivolous things, I guess, if you want to talk about, like, her accomplishments. But just in terms of, like, she, like, created a new style for women as well. Because she she was like, oh, I like simple. Like, very, like, um, Chanel, I think, too. They both were, like, simple. Yeah. I'm just thinking, like, in a lot of her movies in the credits the wardrobe and stuff is just by, like, one designer yep. that she worked really closely with. Yeah, and or, they would design all the things for her yeah. with her. Or in this movie, Wait Until Dark, um, I read something about how there is no credit for wardrobe because she just picked up picked, clothes from yep. Paris or something. Yep, she just picked it all in. She's like, this is what I'm wearing. She decided, like, what she's wearing. Everything you see, pretty much, in any film, she's decided. Or she's given her okay on, or she's designed with somebody. Yeah. She's very involved in fashion. Like, you see her a lot. Like, you see her in the beautiful dress and stuff at Breakfast at Tiffany's, but, like, most of the time she was wearing, like, like, uh, little, like, capri pants Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, and just looked, like, beautiful. I know, it's not fair. (laughs) What we now call, like, classic, because it's just simple. Yeah. That was very much She made it classic. And I love, like, the fucking, like, hat and Breakfast at Tiffany's. The black and white hat. Oh, my God. It's a good hat. I've never found a hat that good I've looked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next movie on my list is one of my favorite sci-fi movies and a movie Tish has seen. Yeah. And it is um, another Danny Boyle movie. Yes. Yeah. Sun, sun, sunshine. <laughs> sunshine. Um, with, uh... Mr. Murphy. Killian Murphy. Okay, Killian Murphy. Uh, Chris Evans. Yeah. Yeah, Captain America. Mm -hmm. It's like a creepy, good sci-fi movie. It's a little creepy. It is one of my favorites. Like, I've always liked, like, disaster kind of movies like that, even though they're mostly really bad, but this one I always loved because it was, like, it gets real creepy. It does. I think, it I'm think i surprised you like it that much. But I guess once you see it, it's not, like, as bad. It's, like, one creepy it's scene. Not, yeah, but it's, it's not also, like, like really a lot of, like, solid kind of science. Or at least... Yeah. Well, you, at least as much as solid. I know about yeah. science, it seems solid. It's not, like, interstellar, maybe, but it's, like, yeah. not ridiculous, like, Armageddon or something, but... <laughs> it would be easier to teach astronauts to drill! <laughs> Till yeah. my death, I'm gonna... Sunshine is, like, one, like, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it's, I probably watch it, like, once a year at least. Just, it's, I don't know. And he, he, he knows how to shoot well. Like, Danny Boyle can make a pretty shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a good, like, suspense. 
sci-fi movie mm-hmm. with one particularly creepy scene. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like like scary movies, so if anyone's yeah. thinking like you don't want to see that, but I watch. Yeah, them. well, and that's what I'm saying. Like I always think of like that scene for some reason when I think of Sunshine. And so mm-hmm. when I, when you were like, yeah, I love that movie, I was like, but that scene, but like, it's it's really only that one scene that's like particularly. Yeah. I don't know. I think I've creepy. maybe only seen it a couple times, and I do remember just kind of like one creepy scene. I just remember overall, I'm like, yes, good. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I first watched it in university and was like, why am I just seeing like it had been out for like a year or two when I saw it, and I was like, why am I just seeing this now? This is amazing. I know, it wasn't crazy popular or anything, but I it had mean, I know. pretty well-known actors in it. I know, but it, it's it's one of those movies, like, I don't remember when it came out in theaters or anything. Like, I'd never heard of it. I heard of it through a friend in university, and it was like... A glitch? Glitch! <laughs> computer glitch, sorry. And, uh, yeah, my friend in university was like, oh, you should watch this movie. And we sat and we watched it, and, like, it ended, and I was just like, what the fuck did I just see? And... Like, why was this not popular in theaters? But, you know, it's one of those movies. But it's it's developed, like, a pretty big, like, cult following. Danny Boyle's so popular. Especially since, like, Slumdog. Yeah. I mean, that skyrocketed his popularity. Because before that, it was, like, the cult hits, like, Train Spotting and Sunshine and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah it wasn't popular when it came out, but... It's game. Whenever I hear people talk about, like, accurate science films or good sci-fi, it always comes up. Yeah. So, way to go, Danny. Way to be way accurate. To go. <laughs> way to be accurate. Uh, next on my list is, like, my favorite rom- romantic... Well, it's not really... It's my favorite romance movie, and it's fairly new. And it's called... Well, in North America, it's called Tonight You're Mine, and in Britain, it's called You Instead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a... It's... Oh, oh my wait. God. It hasn't been recorded. Oh, Fuck me. Or is it? Okay, sorry to interrupt. Okay. Technical <laughs> difficulties, maybe. We're having maybe. some technical... We shouldn't do this at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I don't okay. know about other glitch shit. Okay, Tonight You're Mine. Tonight You're Mine, which is the fucking cutest, most amazing, adorable movie of all time. If you have not seen it... And you're like, oh, she's talking about, like, weird old movies and, like, awkward science fiction. (laughs) Go fucking see this. Because even if you just want to be entertained and you don't want to think, like, it's a super cute movie. It's super fun. It was shot in, in, like, a three days or a week or something at the, um, at the Tea in the Park Festival in Scotland, which is, like, this giant outdoor, fucking, like, giant outdoor music festival where they have j- bands play like well into the night they have like rides they and people i've looked it up because i've looked into going <laughs> since i've seen this movie and like you can either book like like a day but most people book to camp and you like bring all your tent shit and you like you like, go all in and you camp and hang out with people all night long or sleep in yurts yeah <laughs> and yeah. It's <laughs> it's a little bit of a ridiculous premise to, like, kind of get the movie started in terms of, like, how the two main characters come together. But if you can just accept that and go with it, it is worth it in the end. It has great music. It is shot so cool because they actually, like, really just fucking went and did it. And the story is adorable. I loved it. 
I'm, this is on your so list. Ready. I was like, I looked it up to check what it is, and I was like, oh, it's that movie that I've been like meaning to see. Yeah. And you've mentioned before, and I was like, good excuse. I'm finally gonna watch it, and I was pleasantly. I loved it. Right? Yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, okay, like what's this weird, quirky British film? And then I was like. My mind is blown. That was amazing. I remember seeing, like, the trailer a long time ago, and it was, like, on my watch list, but I never got around to it or something, and so it was, like, I was right. I should have watched it a long time ago, because I loved it. Yeah. They're so cute together. It's so cute. And I mean, it's predictable. Who cares? I know, but it's still, like, this magical... It's magical, because yeah. you feel like you're really, like, at this festival, I, like, they do all night so long. They do it so well. And... It's very immersive in that yeah. in that way. You feel like you're there, and you're just, like, rooting for this these two people to, like, get together and get along, and even though it's yeah. kind of, like, cheesy, because, of course, they, like, end up together, Who but... Cares? They deserve each other. Oh, I was just, like, clutching my heart, like, yes, yes, be together. I know. Oh, I'm so happy you liked this more than any that I was so happy that you liked, because it's, it's... Of course. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's my, like, go-to, like... Just, like, in general, if I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, I want to watch, like, anything. Feel good movie. Feel good movie. It's now my go-to. I love it that much that, like, I can almost never get enough. And there's a lot of bands and stuff in it that play that, like, I actually like, which is exciting, too. And, like, one of my favorite artists. And oh, I get really, like, excited about yeah. it. I'm excited I'm thinking gonna, about it. I'm probably going to want to watch it again soon. Yeah, I'm, like, ready to go home and put it on. I mean, I'm not going to. I kind of wish but... that I... We watched it, like, this summer sometime because it made me want to, like, go out and, like, go to a carnival fair or something because there's rides or, like, go to a festival or, like, just get outside and, like, run around with my friends and have crazy adventures. I know. And it's oh. September, so I can't. Yeah, it's starting to. We're losing that. But We are a little bit. It's, oh, it's an excellent film. Go see this cute little indie British film. You can find it it's online. It's musical and like, like I said, it makes you want to like go outside and like enjoy summer and like hang out with your friends and like mm-hmm. run around all night and have fun. It's and... Very feel good. Mm. I loved it. I <laughs> did too. <laughs> Next on my list, my favorite movie as a six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> And my favorite animated film, Fern Gully. Which somehow I've lived 25 years and never seen. I don't understand. Robin Williams plays Batty. My name is Batty. My logic is erratic. (laughs) I can do the whole rap and everything still. (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen this. I rock and I ramble. My brain is scrambled. Rock like an animal, but I'm a mammal. <laughs> well, obviously, I have to see it. Um, it's, like, about, like, love the environment. <laughs> it's very, it's actually very apt for the moment, because it's it's very much about, like, against deforestation and, like, all about protection of the environment. Because it's, like, these little sprite tree fairies, and they fight the evil oil monster voiced by Tim Curry. Ah, Tim Curry. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He does this rockin' song as the animated oil monster. Tim Curry, the 80s, 90s villain. Oh, it's pretty spectacular, if I do say so myself. And 
a rockin' like late 80s, early 90s, like music throughout it. Oh my god. It's pretty amazing. And there's a large part centered around a Walkman. Wow. <laughs> I'll I mean, bring I, you right back. I will see this one. I didn't get to it before this podcast, but I, I feel like I'm the only one person my age who hasn't seen it. Maybe. I, there's my particular favorite part is actually the very opening. The kind of like old wise woman is telling a story, and they do it with kind of like cave drawings and like mm. paint and like hands. Um, and it's I I loved that as a kid, and it made such an impression on me. Like I went a long time without seeing Fern Gully from when I was like a child, and to when I was an adult, and was like I'm buying this on DVD because I'm a weird crazy person, <laughs> and. When I watched it again, it was like everything was brought back to me. That made such an impression on me, that, like, opening scene as a child with this painting. And then they were talking about humans and fairies and, like, how the relationship had changed. It's very good. It's super good, guys. Go see Fern Gully. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else has already seen Probably. it. <laughs> Plus, Robin Williams likes Betty. It's delightful. It sounds delightful. Yeah. Um... One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which is another one of my favorite dramas, and the only role I feel like I truly love Jack Nicholson. Oh no, The Shining. <laughs> one of two roles I truly love Jack Nicholson in, because I generally find that Jack Nicholson is Jack Nicholson in every movie. Mm-hmm. He's one of those actors, like, um, what's Nicolas Cage? Like, he's one of those type actors. Like, you're always who Simpsons. you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, it's, I mean, I know it's based on a book, but it's, the movie is amazing, and the acting is phenomenal in it, and it's upsetting, but, like, uplifting. <laughs> the end is pretty upsetting, and you really hate the nurse. Mm-hmm. Nurse Ratchet's a bitch. <laughs> um, and there's, like, it's one of those, like, seminal things that, like, has a lot of little things based off of it, like little references and, like, things like The Simpsons and, like, the... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know. Um, it's just one of those movies that's kind of always... It's referenced a lot. But, yeah. It's about this guy who goes into a mental hospital because it's better than prison in his mind. But do things work out well? Might have to watch some movies find out. <laughs> Give you a hint. <laughs> um... And so you, like, really, it's one of those, you kind of, like, get to know all the different, like, characters there and, like, why they're in a mental institution. <laughs> some of them voluntary, some of them not voluntary. And, you know. I like movies about mental institutions. Oh, it's a good one. So maybe I should watch this. And there's prostitutes. That's always fun. <laughs> uh, there's two more on my list. So... We're going to get through this, guys, I promise. We're only at 36 minutes. I know, but we're also at, like, one thirty in the morning. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm not trying to rush. I have a dog I have to get home to. <laughs> Gruder. Um, Kill Bill is on my list. I didn't, I couldn't choose, to be honest. It was like, I could have just written Quentin Tarantino as, like, a whole, as more like an entity. Okay. I do love the Kill Bill movies, although I always feel in the second one when she's punching her way out of the coffin there and it's just black, and I was like, 
how funny would it be if the rest of the movie is just black? Because you just you you'd keep watching, being like, when is she gonna get out? And you could go on forever like that. Um, obviously it doesn't happen, but I thought it was, it's such a, like, cool stylistic, and, like, Uma Thurman's so fucking kick-ass in it, and, I don't know, I love, I love the Kill Bill movies. I watch them, like, fairly often. I feel like they're easy to I've just pop on. I've seen them quite a few times. Yeah. Because it's just good entertainment. It's, it's a fun. Good time. They're fun movies, yeah. It's fun. And because yeah. of the stylistic, like, nothing is too bloody, even though, like, it's a very violent movie. Be- yeah. Because it's, like over the top and stuff mm-hmm. it's it's not like you like it's like oh ha. <laughs> yeah because of the style you like accept all this blood splattering yeah. around because it somehow it doesn't seem gory even yeah it's not blood. like realistic and stuff yeah it's yeah it's fun i like it yeah. i i mean yeah i love um jackie brown love pulp fiction i loved inglorious bastards when it came out i thought it was brilliant I mean, generally, he can do no wrong. I saw the trailer for Hateful Eight that's coming out soon. So, yeah. Just generally, Quentin Tarantino can do no wrong. Reservoir Dogs. I've seen, I think, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction's not even my favorite. (laughs) I didn't really, I wasn't really into it. But I love the Kill Bills. What else has he done? Reservoir Dogs. I saw Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. I didn't love it. Um, I loved it. I really loved um, Death Proof. Mm. That was really cool. Just like the girls hanging out. Well, it's a little different for him, too. So it's fun. Yeah. But that's like my kind of movie. Like, just characters hanging out, kind of. Yeah. That can be my style. But, and Kill Bill's fun, but I don't know. I'm like a Tarantino fan. I am. I like him. Seriously, get him to do a Doctor Who episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Karate! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I say Kill Bill, but generally just Tarantino in general. He does a lot of feet, I think. He has some feet. And he's always oh, in... Oh, yeah, he has a foot fetish. He's in every movie. Yeah. In some way. It's hard to find him in Inglorious Bastards. I mean, once you oh, know yeah. where he is, it's easy. <laughs> but, like, I remember watching it, like, the first couple times and... I mean, I, I know enough Tarantino stuff, to, and I was like, I could not find him. And then so, I read where he was, and I was like, oh, well. I know he's the one who choked Dana Kruger, whoever it was. Yeah. Yeah, but that, I mean, like, there's actually, he's, he is playing a character in the movie that's in... Like, his lines and everything? I don't remember if he has lines, but the black and white movie that they're playing in the movie theater, like okay. the propaganda film, he's in that. Ah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so it's like really tricky. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, his, those are his hands. I remember that was a big yeah. deal. It's like not a pretty choke scene, which I kind yeah. of liked, like that it was that ugly. It was real. And <laughs> um, last but not least on my list is... It's not really, like, I was like, it's my favorite horror movie. I don't know if that's actually true. I like a lot of horror. But it's fun. And it's Cabin in the Woods. And it's Joss Whedon, who I love and adore. <laughs> and um, I just, it was such a fun take on, like, the entire horror genre. And it was, like, kind of, like, a weird, like, little sci-fi twist in with the horror and stuff. And I just, I always thought that was so neat. Um, my 
my friend Mark and I, we were living together, watched this movie at least once, and it was like a go-to movie for us, so I always think of him when I watch this movie, and, um, I don't know, it's just, it's a fun movie. I think, like, everyone's seen it at this point, it's not like a cult movie, like, it's pretty popular. Yeah. Got pretty popular. Joss Whedon got all popular and less, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? But, um, yeah. It's fun. It's like a fun... I like it because it's like a fun horror. Like, I can watch it without being, like, too intense. Like, I can just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're looking at me like, mm-hmm. I watched it. Kind of. <laughs> I Kish watched... is not a horror fan. But I wanted to watch it because of Joss Whedon. Yeah. And this was before Juliana recommended it. Yeah. And I watched, like, the first half hour up until she goes into the basement and starts getting creepy, and I'm just like, nope. The basement's, like, the creepiest part. I can't do the suspense. I can't do it. I, like, turn the volume down really low, and I still can't do it. So I, like, skipped ahead and just watched little bits of it. I watched the final scene you where it's all explained. You watched too much of the creepy, like, family Plotting, like, uh, I saw like a little bit of everything. I saw like everyone die. I saw like all the That's creepy things. Stuff. And then I just like read it on Wikipedia so I would know what's going on. But I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it eventually. Now that I know what it is, maybe it won't be so scary. Yeah. But yeah. I, now you know, like, kind of what the ending is and stuff. Yeah, but I don't, I can't do suspense. No. <laughs> I just, yeah. I love it. The basement is creepy. Like, that's the creepiest scene. But, like... Just as soon as she went down there, before anything... Like, I didn't see anything (laughs) creepy down there. I was just like, no, something's gonna happen. Basement! No! (laughs) It's dark basement. I can't... Something's gonna happen. But, like, what I like is, like, the juxtaposing of, like, they're in this creepy basement, but then you, like, flash to, like, the science... Like, the lab guys, and they're, like, taking bets on who she's gonna get to kill them. And, like, I feel like that really, like, relieves a lot of the... Yeah. The tension. Like, I... Well, and that's probably why they threw it in there too but like I find that that helps with this particular movie mm-hmm. I, I think like, it was really like smart and yeah, like it's, a cool take on horror it's like kind of making clever. fun of it at the same time as kind of doing it and like honoring it yeah I know it's a it's I don't, when I first saw it I remember being told like it's not what you think it's gonna be like in terms of like a movie, like it's not like a horror movie, like it's not like what a you cabin think. in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was like, I don't. What do you mean? It's not what I think it's gonna, but it's it's not. You know, because it's time not you like see it, anything you've ever seen. No, you you have no idea. Like, and when it opens, and like some of the guys are talking, you're like, what is happening? Yeah, when they're like setting it up, when they're like, you really just have to go with it for a while. It is, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I watched like the first half hour straight. Well, yeah, so but like, that's a lot of the setup. setup. Yeah. So I, I don't know. The concept is pretty great. Joss Whedon, man. It has unicorns and mer mermen, and I did watch the unicorn part. Did you see the merman? I don't think so. Okay, it's at the end. Slash, he talks about it a lot. It's one of those like things that like gets talked about a lot, so you know it's gonna pay off at the end. Uh, yeah. But I don't know, it was, um, it was really fun. Plus, you know, they have the coffee cup bong in it, which I always thought was, like, my favorite thing in the whole world. I just want one just to have it, because it's cool. I don't know. Clever soda. I know. He's the smart one. But, uh, yeah, I was, I, I just like it. I'm a big horror fan, but that one in particular, I feel like, 
in terms of my favorite movies, a lot of them are, like, movies that I watch fairly often. That's, like, another movie that I can just kind of, like, throw on and just, like, watch at any time. That's it. That's my list, guys. Ten of my favorite movies. There's ten? Oh, my God. From horror to some of my favorite actors and directors. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I have blessed you all with the gift of my birthday movie list. And now, like me, you can take the list and watch the ones that you think you might actually like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not everything's for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. But I tried to get at least, like, some new, some old, some, you know, some everything in there. I tried really hard. I don't know if I necessarily succeeded, but I tried. And I didn't want to be, like, too obscure, like, you know. Mm -hmm. But they're all pretty mainstream, so... Yeah. That's it. Those are. I'm gonna go home actually and like probably will put on one of those. <laughs> I'm feeling. I'm feeling like a. Like I'm ready for. A movie. I'm pretty sure by the time I get home, I'm gonna feel like going to bed. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So, as usual, there'll be a link in the description, blog post links to to all these movies. To all these movies or like some movies descriptions or, trailers, or yeah. yeah trailers. So you can at least check them out. Like we I did, she gave me this list and then I like looked them up on IMDb to see yeah. if I wanted to watch them. And send us some of your favorite movies that we should be checking out and watching. Yeah. We'll watch anything at least once or at least part way through. Only, <laughs> only if it's your birthday. Yeah, if it's your birthday. Send us your birthday movie list. And next episode will be um, a brief one. Oh, yeah, special Drunk Disney. I know, it's shocking. It's like two actually somewhat short episodes <laughs> in a row from us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's our first Drunk Disney episode, and it's, um, you definitely have to check that one out. Yeah. Because it was really fun. We had a fun. lot of fun recording <laughs> that one. Yeah. And we'll do it once in a while. I think yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah. Yay. Yay. All right. So, we don't have our usual, like... Thing written out so we're we do not have our usual thing written out and it's um, we're recording this <laughs> much later than usual <laughs> yeah and um, we started on friday it's now saturday, saturday. <laughs> so bear with us for the end here but yeah i guess um thanks for listening we'll talk to you guys soon bye bye happy birthday to me yay, yay. <laughs>